fresh to make an apple pie from scratch. You must first invent the universe if you wish to make an apple pie from scratch. You must first smash that like. Going in, baby. Doom, it's a bloomer. The finale. But before we do that, I need you all to smash that like, and I'm going to play you a beautiful new record. Yeah. Push me in the background. I'm going to need you all to smash that like, mom, sir, mom. I'm I'm going to need you to smash that like right now. If you don't, thank you, thank you. If you if you don't mind. I'm gonna need you to post that link in the Discord. If you wish to make an apple pie from scratch, what? you must first invent the universe. If you wish to make an apple pie from scratch, you must first invent the universe. This is a time of great danger. But our species is young and curious and brave. It shows much promise. In the last few millennia, we have made the most astonishing and unexpected discoveries about the cosmos and our place within it. I believe our future depends powerfully on how well we understand this cosmos in which we float like a mote of dust in the morning sky. from scratch, you must first invent the universe. 
That's right. Elegant truths. Elegant truths. Exquisite interrelationships. Exquisite interrelationships. The awesome machinery. is full beyond measure elegant truths of exquisite interrelationships of the awesome machinery of nature brothers and sisters make some noise welcome to the meaning stream Welcome to the Meaning Stream. I got the number wrong in the title and everything. That's how deep we are today. How you all doing out there? It's number 104 by Jove. 104 days and nights of going forth, being mighty, and getting the goodness and bless after it. Ooh, goodness and bless. Uh, make some noise. Smash that like. Observe that epic shirt. Okay. Let there be splash. So say I. So say we all. Who wants to? What up, Rick Adelsey? Rick Adelsey, thank you for the two pounds. Super chat. This is Dear Akira. Bring it. Oh, we shall. Welcome to the show, brothers and sisters. Tonight we're doing Doom at Two Bloomer Part 3. The finale of the epic trilogy. In which we go on a journey from the mindset of a doomer to the mindset of a bloomer. I mean, this right here, this beat is from a song from my first album. Back when I was reading lots of Christopher Hitchens, you know? I had a, I had a partially doomer mindset, you know? I thought a terrible idea to have kids. We're all doomed. We're awful. You know? What is a Doomer? Well, a Doomer is someone who believes in Doomerism, a philosophy and a mindset that believes global problems, including but not limited to ecological exhaustion, such as overpopulation, peak oil, climate change. It was, yeah, it was peak oil when I, when I was a little girl. That doesn't exist anymore. Climate change and pollution will inevitably cause the collapse of signi- civilization, significant losses in human population, huh. and potentially lead to eventual human extinction. The ideology is defined in opposition to more optimistic outlooks on life. Doomers believe that government corruption, civilian apathy, and or structural oppression are unfixable. Well, anyway, we've been dealing with that over the course of these uh, these streams. Pretty powerfully, I think you can agree. That's tonight, baby. It's the return of the Jedi. You know, the Empire struck back in the last one, but, you know, we, we came forth with a bunch of practical solutions. It's all well and good sort of imagining, well, how maybe things could be okay, maybe... Uh. The last time we came through a lot of practical, a lot of practical ways that you could, you know, turn yourself into something powerful and useful and go out there and uh, be of use in the world. You know how your life has a meaning if you so choose to accept that responsibility and uh, don't be, you know, don't don't be there uh, taking the easy way out of nihilism. Oh, nothing I can do. But tonight we're going to take it home, baby. We're taking it home. It's going to be a slam dunk, the funk by Joe. Or is it? Or is it? Maybe, maybe the doomer might. Maybe the doomer will win the day. 
as an optimist, I don't personally see that happening, but I don't know, maybe you. Maybe you'll see a different... What's a bloomer? What is a bloomer? A bloomer? Well, a bloomer. It's someone with a bright outlook on life, who's optimistic in nature. Optimistic in nature. Bloomers frolic in every opportunity to be happy and try and make the most out of life. The opposite of a bloomer is a doomer, so therefore the opposite of a doomer is a bloomer. Yo! That's what's going on, baby. We're going from doomer to bloomer. And tonight, we're in full bloom by Joe. Celebrate me wearing all black. <laughs> that did not occur to me. What's that great Morrissey song? I wear black on the outside because black is how I feel on the inside. No, I'm wearing black because uh, it's cool. It's a cool, cool, it's a cool shirt. It says, choose meaning. Yes, podcast listeners, I'm wearing a shirt that says choose meaning. And yes, you can buy one from meaningwave.com. Of course. How could it be otherwise? Choose meaning and choose meaningful garb. So we say around here. Yeah. So, we're going to check in, we're going to see how everyone's doing, we're going to encourage you to smash that like so uh, more of your brothers and sisters get let in here so we can take this thing into orbit and we can get the show on the road. Brothers and sisters for the international high five today, I want just one, just one, one reason to reject doomerism. And also let me know where your body be at, where you at baby, where you at. You're in the MAZ right now, but where did you come from? To get here. We are the uh, hard body service in Dripping Springs, Texas. Our soul is here in the MAZ. On board the Starship Wave Rider. Feels like it works. What up, what up, Lynx Nathan? Thank you for the chance of super. Thank you for the support. Everybody who supports this thing. Yeah, what up, Audio Buffet Podcast? Ten thumbs up. Ten is good. We need more than ten. We need a hundred. Yeah. Just to start. Just to function. Yeah. Yeah. What up, David Ewing says, grateful to the dawn from the bottom of my heart. Grateful to you, David Ewing. Today, uh, work, Akira the Dawn completed work on the recording and mixing side of What's Wave 20K and sent it over to Australia where a man called James will apply the final polish and sculpting and get it really, 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 really nice. So that's pretty sweet, baby. Feeling very, very powerful. It was a very, very epic two-week journey of album making. It was just really, really intense all day, every day between these streams. And uh, we're carrying that energy directly into the next project, which I began about an hour ago. Just went straight into the next one. Feels like it works. Picking up speed. Meaning Wave Masterpieces drops on Friday. What up, Maria Lizak says, life is as kind as you let it be. That's facts. Going for a quick walk to visit the geese that are visiting the farmer that is combining his crop to see 
com combining, oh, combing. See if you left anything behind. Combing crops is a good idea. I need a rake for my lawn. My lawn's coming in very nicely, but I'm thinking maybe it needs a raking. Is anyone about lawns? Are you supposed to rake them? I've got a feeling my mine needs a lake a raking. He's a good swift raking by Jove. Yes! Let's see what's going on. Michael Keefe says it's a daily thing for me and a constant growing process. Good for you. Uh, Ciao Fleury tuning in from Brazil. Shouts out to Brazil all day. Rick Adas, he's here from Manchester, United Kingdom. Doomerism doth butter no parsnips. AKA complaining about shit, never got shit done. Get after it. Or should I say, get after it. Good point, well made, my friend. Shouts out to Manchester. So much to answer for. Yo, yo, Kevin Gruber's in the house. Says being a doomer is miserable, and I'm in Bryce Canyon National Park. Well, there's nothing to be miserable about in such a beautiful location, is there? Yes. James Esparza coming at you from Coachella, California. How's Coachella? Are you missing the hipsters? Is it weird not getting invaded by hipsters? You know, it's a thing that happens every every year. I was living in Los Angeles for, what, five years? And there'd be a period of the year where, like, all the hipsters would just evacuate the city and descend and just attack Coachella, you know? They'd swarm on Coachella. I never went. I always stayed and, and picked up all the all the hipster gigs. And, uh, well, one, I didn't... I, I always, uh, you know, did my regulars, but then I also, you know, did, did other gigs, you know? I just went in, baby. I went in. I went hard. Took advantage of the opportunities. High Weeds, Minnesota was a beautiful day today. Warm, overcast with pretty colors. Good news. Regular fathers in Maine. One reason to reject doomerism is because it poses no solutions. Merely nihilistic complaints. Yes, and much cringe. You know, if cringe was, uh, I had a theory. What was my theory? It was something to do that, like, you know, the way David Icke used to say uh, that uh, what the the lizards are doing is like farming uh, human fear or something, and that's their 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 um, energy source or something. And I thought maybe David Icke was close to the truth, but actually it was cringe. Maybe the reptilian overlords are actually farming cringe, and that's what uh, doomerism is all about. And uh, Samantha B, uh, and John Oliver, and all of that whole world, you know. So much cringe, you know. So much needless cringe. And you think, well, what's it good for? Well, maybe it's for the reptilian overlords to power up their spaceships or whatever it is they need. <laughs> of joy. I was very happy when I made this song by Joe. And this one. Now, 
Michael Keefe, my ape suit is at 534,144-3658, but, 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 of West Edmonton, West Edmonton, on the North Susquehanna River, scoping gold, scooping gold, baby. Oh, my boy is still out there scooping gold. Shouts out to all the panners, you know, panning. Handling pans, panning for that gold. You know, that's the other thing, apparently, we were put here for, you know? Uh, the uh, reptilian ancient alien overlords, uh, some say, put us here to uh, to mine gold because they needed gold for their interdimensional spacecraft to get back to wherever it was they were on the way to or on the way from. And they got stuck in this particular area, you know? What's that RZA song? A day is to a god is a thousand years or something. So for them, it's like a bit like, all right, make a bunch of humans, get them to mine some gold, go have a cup of tea, they'll have finished mining the gold. You know, in a couple million years, which is five minutes to us, and then we'll piss off back to answer to wherever it was we came from. You know, and uh, and thus it was so. So nice to see you doing your part for uh, the ancient alien overlords, panning that gold so they may return from whence they came, and uh, we can carry on with our other businesses of, uh, of farming cringe for the other guys. Perfect. Yeah. David Ewing says history is just a hundred thousand year dash for to the starship, indeed, from the trees to the starship. Or, yeah. From the trees to the cringe farm. Perfect. And Breeze Dequez says I parody Doom is only ironically in 2008. I forecasted the world would end in 2020. <laughs> you weren't alone. Lots of other people were saying similar things. Uh, the news. I remember being a little boy and they said we'd all be underwater by this point. They said the hole in the ozone layer would suck us all out, like uh, like the begin- like the end of that movie about alien- uh, a penis alien. Amazing movie, one of my favourites. You know, uh, no, still here. I remember around 2003 they were saying, well, peak oil, we're all gonna no, no more oil. Oil's gonna cost a billion dollars a barrel by 2020. Oh no, it's really cheap. It's, it's like cheaper than water. Shame we can't drink it. Oh, foiled again, Duma. Oh. I think the safest thing to do usually is whatever catastrophe they're saying, imagine like the opposite. And that's probably going to be the case. By Joe. Yo, Savage Chill, Reptilian Cringe Cannons. Man, the Reptilian Cringe Cannons, brothers and sisters. We're going in. Yeah. Yeah. John McGarvey, Idaho. One bloomer dropped in the waters of life can make a ripple. Let's make a wave. Fuck that tsunami. Told you, baby. It's epic, it's epic activities o'clock. This ain't no puddle. This ain't no splash. Today, this ain't even wave time, baby. It's tsunami season. 2021. 21. What is it? What year is it? 2021. Tsunami season. We're just limbering up. Yeah. Cindy Bailey's in the house. There's no credit for your life as a doomer, no matter which way you're thrown. Uh, no matter which way you're thrown, it isn't of your own merit. Meaning has all the merit. Even when you fall down, you get back up. Weevils wobble, but they don't fall down. Weevils aren't real, though. Richard Young. Raking is for collecting leaves and debris from the lawn. So if those four leaves are giving you grief, rake away. But don't be a rake. Thank you for the advice. I get great advice on this stream. I really do. Don't be a rake. Very good advice. Well, 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 well. 
Mexican noise, brothers and sisters. We have an international audience, and an international audience deserves an international high five by Joe. Don't forget to smash that like on the way in. We've got epic activities to engage in. Yo, check it out. It's great for the chef. Rocking with a carrot the dawn, you heard? You know what it is, man. Epic activities, that's right. Three, two, one. It's murder on the dance floor. You better not do do do. Yeah, you better not. DJ, gotta burn that flipping house right now. Whoop, whoop. Let me get that chat on the screen. Yeah, all right, all right, chill. All right, baby, all right. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Doom is a million by three. Full Bloom. I think that's a good title, Full Bloom. Full Bloom. Brothers and sisters, may I bring to the stage someone who knows a lot of a lot of things about a lot of things, a lot of things about a lot of things, baby. He's an optimist. He does the last thing he's ever going to stay in is what you would deem as his lane. And he's here today to tell you a little something about people. See, here's the thing about people. Most people are good, are good, are good.
Jesus like us. Hey! R.I.Z. makes noise, Max Aurelius. Oh, that Max Aurelius emerges in the chat right now. Tell good from bad is terrible A blindness is the kind that can't tell white from black Even if you're gonna live 3,000 more years or 10 times that Remember, you can't lose another life than this one You can't live another day and you're losing Longest amounts are the same as the shortest The present is the same for everyone Is lust is the same for everyone And it should be clear that a brief instant is all that is lost Cause you can't lose either past or the future Hey, how could you lose what you don't have? I remember two things I said one, everything has always been the same Everything has always been the same Everything has always been the same. Everything has always been the same. And it keeps recurring. Ay, ay. Everything has always been the same. 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 Keeps recurring. Why is divine deserve respect? Because it is good. Why is human deserve affection? Because it is like us. Why is divine deserve respect? Because it is good. Why is human deserve affection? Because it is like us. Ay. Money. You cannot 
care about money more when you don't care about what people think about your money. You know? Life is good. Life is good. Like, it's cool to have one. It's cool to have one. Life is good. Life is good. Like, it's cool to have one. That's the one. Patience. Holy shit, I'm gonna live four more full lives. And no matter how crazy what I think about right now is, and like what I want to accomplish on or off the field, I got four fucking lives to do it. You guys know Grey Goose? The guy who invented that as an entrepreneur invented it at 78. 78 years old. You know? That's life. Like, you could do everything wrong, have every dream you've ever had fucked up, blame it on other people, the girl fucked it up, that injury fucked it up, coach fucked it up, blame everybody, have everything go wrong, be 57 years old, and still have fucking 40 years to make it right. It's crazy, honestly. Like, if there was some crazy new drug that I could, like, inject in you that gave you perspective of time, that's the drug I would give you. Straight up. Life is good. Life is good. Like, it's cool to have one. It's cool to have one. Life is good. Life is good. Like, it's cool to have one. That's the one. Life is good. Life is good. Like, it's cool to have one. It's cool to have one. Life is good. Life is good. Like, it's cool to have one. That's the one. It makes you optimistic. People are sitting here dwelling already. Gary V. Shoot, Gary V, you got a point there. You got a point. You got a good point. You know, you, you could have been a tree. You know, your, your, your dad could have been late to the apartment that day. You know, you, you could have ended up in a sock. The fact you're here is a miracle, frankly. A statistical miracle. You! Here now! At the peak of recorded human civilization. What? Meaning is what you have to buttress yourself against the tragedy of life. Despite the fact that you're a fragile, damaged, mortal creature, you found something to do that announced itself as worthwhile. That's meaning. It's an instinct. It's a deep, deep instinct. It's maybe the deepest instinct. It's like a form of vision. Meaning tells you when you're in the right place. And the right place is between chaos and order. And those are real places. 
biases, your hemispheres. Your right hemisphere is roughly evolved, let's say, to deal with things you don't understand. That's chaos. And your left is there to deal with things you do understand. You can't just stay with the things you do understand because you already understand them. And you can't just stay with what you don't understand because then you're lost. But you need to be in the middle of those two. And you can tell when you're in the middle because everything lines up. Expedience is you do the thing that gets you off the hook the fastest right now. You play that game across time, it doesn't work. It sends you down. Because you're sacrificing the future for the present. Meaning doesn't do that. Meaning says, I'm here where I should be. And you can't tell why. It's just that everything is right. You get the physiological sense. Right place, right time. Follow this meaningful path. That's your buttress against the tragedy that produces resentment and malevolence. Meaning is the antidote to that. That's the fundamental religious truth. Life is suffering. That's true. There's malevolence. That's true. Meaning is the antidote to that. Yes. People say, well, meaning isn't real. It's like, no, that's wrong. It's actually the most real thing. It might even be more real than suffering and evil. It's impossible. This isn't a metaphysical assumption that I'm making. And you do feel it. It's, you feel it in your body. It's not just a, a mental thing. It's not an idea. It's a place. Because we're in time and space, right? And a place is a place, you know, three dimensions of, of space, but it's also a time. And when the place and the time are set up properly, you're in the right place. And your brain is telling you that. Your being is telling you that. The purpose of profound religious contemplation philosophical contemplation is to learn how to be in the right place at the right time all the time all the time what all the time yeah all the time 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 this line from the Gospel of Thomas, which was discovered in like 1957, and it says, the kingdom of God is spread out before the eyes of men, but men do not see it. And that's kind of what it's referring to. There are times when you're in the right place at the right time, and then you're where you should be. And you're not really trained to notice that, because it isn't something we ever talk about. It's like, you're in the right place at the right time. Okay, why? What did I do right? What did I do? I need to do more of that. More of that. More of that. So maybe it's only half an hour a week when you first start noticing. And then maybe with three months of practice, you can get it up to like an hour a day. And then maybe you can get it up to four hours a day. And God only knows where you could get it if you if you keep practicing, you know. You, you, can, you can be there. We don't know what the upper limit of that is.
There's a noise with a rubber can in the house. In the house! And that's why the best careers are the apprenticeship careers, because those are things that society still has not figured out how to train and automate yet. The classic line here is that Warren Buffett went to Benjamin Graham when he got out of school, and Benjamin Graham was the author of the Intelligent Investor and sort of modernized or created value investing as a discipline. And Warren Buffett went to Benjamin Graham and offered to work for him for free. And Graham said, actually, you're overpriced. Free is overpriced. And Graham was absolutely right. When it comes to a very valuable apprenticeship, like the type that Graham was going to give Buffett, Buffett should have been paying him a lot of money. And that right there tells you that those are skills worth knowing. Specific knowledge also tends to be technical and creative. So on the bleeding edge of technology, on the bleeding edge of art, on the bleeding edge of communication, even today, for example, there are probably meme lords out there on the internet who can create incredible memes that will spread the idea to millions of people.
wanted to double down on that. Make some noise for Nival. Who's hyped? The hats get rich part two. Makes me scary good. Some of the realest shit ever spit in a mini wave song. If you log on looking for a fight, you will find it. Uh. If you log on looking for beauty, inspiration, wisdom. Is that 
in a hitherto unimaginable abundance. Amazing. Make some noise for Gary V in the house. And that's right, baby. I think, you know, all we need is uh I think what we need is the, the clearness of the view, you know. The fullness of the view. From a certain point of view. web is a trap, like the spider's web is a trap that flies. Also, the lovely embroideries are worn by women as traps for men, from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. And I want to consider the web as something playful. You see, there are so many ways of looking at it. And you will find that all these ways are right. But what we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view. Of the view. From a certain point of view. What we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view, from a certain point of view, what we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view, from a certain point of view, what we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view, from a certain point of view, what we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view, from a certain point of view, there are people, for example, who can see the web as a trap and get stuck with that. There are people to whom existence is simply hateful. They see it as nothing but a ghastly mistake. The Lord really erred when he created this world because he, he arranged it in such a way that everything lives by eating something else. And what I'm doing is I'm describing a certain point of view. From a certain point of view, I'm not exactly philosophizing, I'm describing a point of view. You can look at life in such a way that the whole thing is this ghastly mistake. For example, there is no such thing as genuine kindness or love. Everybody is really pretending that they are loving other people in order to get some advantage from them. And indeed, there is a point of view which occurs in certain forms of paranoia where people don't seem to be real. They are mechanisms. And you can think that out quite intensely with a good deal of intelligence. After all, if you start from a good old Darwinian or Freudian basis and see that man is a material machine and that the consciousness of man is simply a very involved and complicated form of chemistry, well, then this awful mechanical thing, these uh, Frankenstein that everybody is, they come around and they say, well, I'm alive. I'm a human being. 
I have a heart. I love, I hate, I have problems. I feel. And you feel like, say, come off it. You're just a monster. Uh, and you put on this civilized act because really you're just a set of teeth on the end of a tube. What we need is the fullness of the view from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. What we need is the fullness of the view from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. What we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view, from a certain point of view, what we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view, from a certain point of view. Hey! I swear, MAZ! Look up! You've got a ganglion behind those teeth, which you call your brain or your so alleged mind. And this thing is really basically there for two purposes. One, to be cunning enough to get something to eat, to put down the tube, and the other, you know what, Mr. Freud, libido. And everything else, you see, can be construed as an elaborate, subtle way of pretending that that's not really what you want to do, but you do, but you put on a great show. Now, some people, according to this view, get mixed up. They so repress that what they really want to do is to eat and to screw. They get involved in higher things that are the masks for these activities and uh, think that that's the real purpose of life. And then they become what's called neurotic. <laughs> They get involved in being pure camouflage. So that's what's called escaping from the facts. Not looking at life, not looking at reality correctly. of local law, of local social orders, are simply cooked up. They're not true. The society has changed with time. These are functions of conditions, geography, and history. One must realize that the moral order is in flux, is changing. 
There is no God-given right, wrong, true, false, moral, or moral. And with that kind of relativism, one is free to live as a human being. One is free. One is free. One is free. One is free to live as a human being, not simply as a robot repeating patterns that have been enforced in the past. In the past. So we have a much more sophisticated idea toward the social order. However, when it comes to this other problem of the natural order, one's nature as man, the thing is not quite so relativistic. One is free. One is free. One is free. One is free to live as a human being. One is free. One is free. One is free. One is free to live as a human being. One is free. One is free. To live as a human being, one is free. What happens is that the old fascination disappears, an echo remains. Fascination disappears. An echo remains. The old fascination disappears. An echo remains. As it were, the vestige of a mythology. The problem of our present age is to recreate the mythology for today on which people will live, on which the society will grow. It is being done. It's being done well. People aren't always looking in the right place for it, but it is taking shape. Our great artists, our great poets, our great scientists, Erwin Schrodinger's little book, My View of the World. This is a vision of a poet and of a first-rate physical science. And it has the same song in it that one reads and hears in the old Upanishads and in the sayings of the great prophets. Nature is still ours. Is it us? Is it the universe?
social situation. In our society, the social problem is turned over largely to the police and to Congress. It's a purely practical matter. However, the creatures that constitute the society, these are today the neighbor. They really are. The idea of a personal God living somehow, somewhere else, out there. There is no out there anymore. something we we forgot you know sometimes you got to do so that you got to do that you know when he gets to a certain point the way i think of you get to a certain point you got to run back and, and, and grab your hat before you duck under the uh temple door that's collapsing you know shows as indiana jones it's that time the way i think of the psychedelics is they are catalysts to the amazing catalysts okay. They were back a hundred thousand years ago. The imagination, which was just this glimmering, this iridescence on the surface of ape cognition, was under the influence of the reciprocal feedback of self-reflection that is created by watching your own mind. Watching your own mind Watching your own mind Watching your own mind Alright Because it has suddenly become interesting 
archaic revival. And the archaic revival is this overarching metaphor that is the way for us to go to save our necks at this point. When a culture gets into trouble, instinctively what it does is it goes back through its own past until it finds a moment where things were things were things were things were things were things were and then it brings that moment forward into the present. The archaic revival brings that moment forward into the present. The archaic revival brings that moment forward into the present. The archaic revival brings that moment forward into the present. Medieval Christianity no longer made sense to a major percentage of the people of Western Europe. The intellectuals of that time instinctively reached backwards into the past, looking for a stable model. And finally they reached the golden age of Periclean Athens. And there they found Plato, Aristotle, the dramatists, and they created classicism. Classicism was brought to birth in the 1400s, 2,000 years after the death of Plato. We are the children of this classical revival, which we call the Renaissance. Our theories of law, our theories of government, our notion of justice, all drawn from classical Greek and Roman models, brought back from the dead 500 years ago by a bunch of Italian investment bankers who thought this was a good model to hang their civilization on. Bring that moment forward into the present. The archaic revival. Bring that moment forward into the present. Terence McKenna in the Meaning Wave Universe. Who would like to hear more Terence McKenna in the Meaning Wave Universe really soon? Make some noise if that is you. If it is you that would like to hear Terence McKenna in the Meaning Wave Universe very soon. Let me see. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, you better get ready to be happy, huh?
I'm talking with the person who gave us the AMA, gave me Blue Church, Jordan Hall. And part of that is uh, this idea, which is the religion that's not a religion and coming, trying to come up with um, a post-religious faith. Because here's the idea. This is probably, the, in some ways, my most radical idea. I want to do what, like, Augustine did as the Roman Empire is falling. He laid the foundation. He laid the cultural cognitive grammar for an entirely different culture. And then he stole the culture bottom up. The cultural cognitive grammar for an entirely different culture, and they stole the culture bottom up. I want to help steal the culture. Steal it away. Steal it away. I want to help steal the culture. Steal it away. Steal it away. at some point clamped down again but nevertheless we shifted we shifted out of antiquity we shifted to a different world so I want to try and do that I want to try and create the systems of meaning the, the religion that's not a religion the ecologies of practices the communities the networks of communities all of this is already happening. Really empower it, both in terms of its grammar, give it the best scientific tools for engineering the practices and the ecology of practices. I basically want to steal the culture. us for a, such a, a very long time and i usually don't speak politically because i think the political framing is often a deep misrepresentation of the issue at least the way in which political discourse has been sort of been ossified it's been ossified in ways that make choice no longer really relevant and, you know christianity stole the cultural weight from the elites of its time now, new elites form. They always will. But the culture changed, and it changed in, in an important way. That's what I'm trying to do right now. That's what I see myself doing with a lot of these other people. That's what I'm trying to do right now. That's what I see myself doing with a lot of these other people. I want to help steal the culture. Steal it away. Steal it away. Steal it away. I want to help steal the culture. Steal it away. I'm gonna have to steal your culture. Oh, I'm gonna have to steal your culture.
by playing the game. That's right. My way of trying to understand what it is to not play their game and to shift over to a totally different game, to shift the culture, is to steal the culture. The only thing I can get from history that's been able to do that are religion. But for reasons that I've articulated, I don't want, it's not personally, I mean in terms of the functionality, I don't think the standard model, the axial age model of religion is going to do what we need in order to steal the culture as deeply as we need to steal it. Use this gospel MAC makes some noise, John Vibaki and Kanye West join together in the MAC. You have to be the hero what? of your own story. You have to be the hero of your own story. was a movie and it started now forget about whatever financial disasters you've had personal failures relationship failures what would the hero of your life's movie do right now do that do those things do that do those things do that do those things we define ourselves far too often by our past failures we look at our past and we say well that's me that's not you you are this person right now who's learned from those failures and you can choose to be the hero of your own movie right now write down your goals write down things you want to improve write down things you won't tolerate from yourself write down things that you've done in the past that you never want to see yourself do again and go forth from here as the hero of your own movie as the hero of your own movie hey! yeah you have to be the hero of your own story. You have to be the hero of your own story. You have to be the hero of your own story. You have to be the hero of your own story. You 
That's right, baby. If not you, then who? You know what I mean? If not you, then who? Huh? You know, I mean, of course we've gotten soft as a culture in the U.S. Uh, because the U.S. has had an incredible 200-year run, right? Like, this is just what happens. And that's a great thing. That means there's been enormous amounts of prosperity. But let's not be naive. I mean, people literally complain when somebody gives them the wrong amount of, like, extra cream in a Starbucks $6 coffee. my heart because they completely lack perspective. I genuinely believe my happiness and optimism comes from my perspective. Uh, even in political rest times like right now, a lot of people are very bent out of shape, but the reality is is that it's just never been better. Yeah. It's just never been better to be a human being. It's just never been better. But that's just the truth. That's just data. That's it. That's reality. It's just never been better to be a human being. It's just never been better. That's just the truth. That's just data. That's, that's reality. It's just an incredible time. And I think the way people look at the world right now is actually the quickest tell to who they are. If you think it sucks or it's bad, you have losing pessimistic DNA. And if you think it's awesome and phenomenal, you have optimistic winning DNA. And I believe that to be true. Correct. We're beating ourselves up. Like everybody sucks at something, right? Like we all have shortcomings and we all have strengths. And for me, it's like, why don't we just audit that? Like, why don't we just look at it that way? That's just science. If you can't see that, you just blind. Well, the argument for the simulation, what? I think, is quite strong. Because if you assume any improvements at all over time, any improvements, 1%, 0.1%, just extend the time frame, 
Make it a thousand years, a million years. The universe is 13.8 billion years old. A civilization, if you're very generous, civilization is maybe seven or eight thousand years old. If you count it from the first writing, there's nothing. There's nothing. Hey, hey, hey! If you assume any rate of improvement at all, then games will be indistinguishable from reality. Because I think like you, you kind of have to be optimistic about the future. There's no point in being pessimistic. It's just too negative. Doesn't help. You know. I think you want to be. I mean, my theory is like you'd rather be optimistic.
this is the beauty of Elon Musk and why I think he inspires so many people. It's just when he takes on really, really big, audacious tasks and he provides an example for people to think big. Think big. And it's a lot of work to build even small things. I don't think the corner grocery store owner is working any less hard than Elon Musk or pouring any less oil into it. Maybe even more. But for whatever reason, you know, education, circumstance, they didn't get the chance to think as big, so the outcome's not as big. So it's just better to think big. Obviously, rationally within your means to stay optimistic. The cynics and the pessimists, what they're really saying, they're basically saying, I've given up. I don't think I can do anything. And so the world to me just looks like a world where nobody can do anything. And so why should you go do something? Because if you fail, then I'm right, which is great. But if you succeed, then you just make me look bad. You got one I'd rather be optimistic and run, 
Trilogy there, Elon, Naval, and Gary. Very epic. Elon, where are we going? Yeah, I mean, oh, sweet. But, like, uh, you know, my goal is, like, hey. try to do useful things, try to maximize the probability of the future. Useful things, maximize the probability of the future's good. Or, dude, you know, what? with Tesla, we're, like, trying to make things that people love. Things keep buying that you really love, that really give you joy. 
civilization and out there among the stars I think that's very exciting that is a thing we want whereas if if you knew we would not be a spacefaring civilization but forever confined to earth this would not be a good future that would be very sad no I just think like there, there are two futures and one future is we're out there among the stars and things we read about and see in science fiction movies the good ones are true we have these starships and we're see what other planets are like and your multi-planet species and the scope and scale of consciousness has expanded across many civilizations and many planets and many star systems. This is a great future. This is a wonderful thing to me. Is that what we should for? Out there among the stars... What we should strive for. That's what we should strive for. Out there among the stars. This is very exciting. Out there among the stars. That's what we should strive for. That's what we should strive for. This makes me look forward to the future. Makes me want that future. Life has to be more than about solving problems. If all that life is about is solving problems, why bother getting up in the morning? There have to be things that make you proud to be a member of humanity. Only a handful of people went to the moon. And yet, we all went to the moon. We went with them. I don't think anyone would say that that was a bad idea. That was great. We need more of those things. Out there among the stars. That's what we should strive for. Out there among the stars. This is very exciting. Out there among the stars. Out there among the stars. 
Yourselves and for Gary V in a place to be. I wish. I wish. I wish we had better perspective. That's yes, right. I wish that there was some weird genie I, that could take us back into time I, so that every one of you could live one fucking day in your great great grandparents' shoes and understand how fucking good you have it. Understand how fucking good you have it. Like if you really, really understood. If you really, really understood. I'm not naive I'm not. to what's happening in our society. Okay. Let me just say this very clear so everybody gets it through their fucking dome. This is the greatest year to ever be alive in the history of mankind. This is the greatest year to ever be alive in the history of mankind. This is the best. This is the best. This is the greatest year to ever be alive in the history of mankind. Fascinated by this. Fascinated by fucking mindset. It's a binary decision if you're going to be positive or negative about shit. When you bet on optimism, when you're on the offense, when you were playing towards intangibles, you do something super duper interesting. You start suffocating excuses. If you ask me what the number one thing is that I'm thankful for that my parents gave me, taking me from a communist country and moving me to the U.S., parenting me well, roof and clothes. If you ask me the number one thing I wake up every morning and thank that my parents did, is I never saw either one of them complain about jack shit. And it basically created learned behavior for me. I am incapable of actually complaining about shit. This is the greatest year to ever be alive in the history of mankind. This is the greatest year to ever be alive in the history of mankind. This is the best. This is the greatest year to ever be alive in the history of mankind. This is the best. We have it. The best. And all I see is people sitting around dwelling around dumb shit, what they don't have, instead of focusing on what they do have. 
Civilization. It's doom, it's a bloom at part three. Full bloom! Full bloom, baby, full bloom. Full speed ahead. Beauty will save the world. Beauty will save the world. Well, that's the role of artists. Hey! And that's the role of artists. 
Well, that's the rule of art. And that's the rule of artists. Real artists are contending with the unknown, right? And they're possessed by it. They have a personality trait, openness, that makes them do that. They can't even help it. Makes them do that. They can't even help it. Do things that are delightful to you. Come on. Do things that are delightful to you. 
become their bad life or others. Hey, that's to say people who are interesting. Are interested. Any person, for example, who is constantly thinking about all sorts of other things and other people and so on, because they're fascinating, becomes a fascinating person. But a person who doesn't think about anybody else and who's got very little going on inside their skull is boring. So in other words, your engagement with the external world, the more you are involved, the more your personality is enriched. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. You become thereby delightful to others. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. You become thereby delightful to others. But if you try to enrich your personality by taking a course in how to win friends and influence people, or how to be a real person, you'll become just a washout. You'll be like somebody trying to get a good nutrition by biting his nails. And then the fingers next. You know, and then half an arm gone and so on. You're entirely nourishing yourself with yourself. Now, of course, on a vast scale, the universe does that. It eats Perfect. itself up. That's why the symbol of the snake swallowing its tail is a very fundamental, archaic symbol of life. But the way it's done is that the snake has in some part of the ring a place where it's not sensitive. It's called the unconscious. Where it doesn't know that what comes to it in the form of food is actually what left it in the form of excrement. That thing is... Don't mention it. After all, as the Lord said at the beginning of the universe, you must draw the line somewhere. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. You become thereby delightful to others. Do, do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. One thing I might mention. That's right. Most writers, and I think it's an unfortunate thing, they try to write something that they think a certain audience might enjoy. I've never been able to do that. Because I can't put myself in the mind of other people. 
what I enjoy. So every time I've written a story, I've always tried to write the sort of story that I myself would enjoy reading. As I'm waiting to find out what happens next, and I can't know what other people think, but I can know what I think. I can't know what other people think, but I can know what I think. And I feel I'm not that unusual. If there's a type of story I like, there must be lots of people. Who write the same type of stories? Therefore, I have always written to please myself, not to please a certain type of audience. The sort of story that I myself would enjoy reading. The sort of story that I myself would enjoy reading. Because. Sum it up. I have always tried to please myself, not other people. And somehow it seems to have worked because I guess I'm not that different than other people. I always try to write. That's from the EP called The Immortal Stanley. I think a lot of what happiness is is a management issue. You could be in a shit state of mind right now, but you can make some decisions to adjust that. And over the next couple hours, you'll get to a much better place. 
And that constant management decision, they waver in and out of your life on a daily basis. Like this idea that you can have a good mindset and then all of a sudden you'll be happy. That's horseshit. It's like the tide. It comes in and it comes out. There's going to be days where you're just not feeling so good physically. That's going to affect the way your happiness level is. It's never static. Never the exact same. Me? I'm happy. I'm happy as fuck. That's what I would say. I'm happy. I'm happy as fuck. That's what I would say. Goes in and out. It's always there. This is something I've cultivated for a long time and avoided things that make me unhappy and figured out what those things are and been very rigid about eliminating them from my life. There's a lot of cynicism in these days about inspiration and motivation because there's a lot of fake shit. I see a million of these inspirational quote pages run by people that are probably depressed. You know, you see a lot of people that are talking about how to get ahead in life, but they're not really doing anything themselves. So there's a lot of cynicism involved in that, but there's also sincerity in it. If you just look at it with a pure heart and a pure mind, you can get a lot of energy out of that. And when you're around happy, inspirational people that are successful, it makes you feel better and you get inspired. If you act on that inspiration, your life will be more fulfilled. And it's not just inspirational in terms of financial success, but in terms of doing difficult things. I'm happy. I'm happy as fuck. That is what I would say. There's a lot of people out there that think somehow or another you're going to get to some place where you're living in silk sheets and you're getting your toes done. Someone's dropping grapes into your mouth. I don't want that. That guy's not going to be happy. He's going to be bored. Hour into the grave. Get those fucking grapes away from me. Stop painting my toes. What am I doing? It's bed. I got to do something. The human organism, the animal that we are, needs constant stimulation because it evolved trying to find food and escape enemies. And this is the great joy that you have in taking care of your children. You can protect your children from the elements and the enemies. And it's also the great sadness that you see in losers. When I see a loser, I see some guy who's 43 years old, he lives in his parents' basement, he fucking hates the world. I'm like, that was a baby that somebody just gave shitty nutrients to. Food or in thoughts and ideas and examples. And this kid developed these horrible, self-defeating patterns of behavior that have led them to this point where they're this person with no future and no idea of how to get out of this rut and probably never will escape it. It might just wind up sucking on a gun. I'm happy. I'm happy as fuck. That's what I'm saying. Because we have been fed this line of horseshit that you're supposed to seek comfort. And I don't think you are. 
I think you're supposed to seek lessons and you're supposed to seek difficult tasks. Because if I just think, well, tomorrow I'm just going to coast and eat Twinkies and watch TV. Oh, oh, hello, sadness, my old friend. Hello, depression. Because when you're not doing anything, you feel like shit. And that's just part of being a human being. And we can pretend that we're something other than what we really are. And we can pretend on me, man. I'm just cool, just chilling, doing nothing. Bullshit. You're a fucking human. You evolved from the fucking hundreds of thousands of years of hunters and gatherers and people that were struggling. Human reward systems are carved deeply into your DNA. And if you don't respect that, if you don't respect the mechanism of happiness and fulfillment and what you really need to do in order to feel satisfied in life, camaraderie, family, struggle, learning are imperative. And part of being a person. decide because it's a choice and you get to decide this I Yahweh or the Wiccan Mother God, 
for the Four Noble Truths or some inviolable set of ethical principles is that pretty much anything else you worship will eat you alive.
That is being educated and understanding how to think. The alternative is unconscious. The default setting. The rat race. The constant gnawing sense of having had and lost. I know that this stuff probably doesn't sound fun and breezy or grandly inspirational the way a commencement speech is supposed to sound. What it is, as far as I can see, is the capital T truth with a whole lot of rhetorical niceties stripped away. You are, of course, free to think of it whatever you wish. But please don't just dismiss it as some finger-wagging Dr. Laura Sermon. None of this stuff is really about morality or religion or dogma or fancy questions of life after death. Capital T Truth is about life before death. It is about the real value of a real education, which has almost nothing to do with knowledge and everything to do with simple awareness. Awareness of what is so real and essential, so hidden in plain sight all around us all the time, that we have to keep reminding ourselves over and over, this is water. 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 Make some noise for yourself. You get to consciously decide. And that's the capital T truth. And that's the big secret, baby. You get to decide. It's up to you. Doom or bloom. Which would you rather? Which would lead to the better outcome for your life? For the story that you are writing? For the movie in which you are starring that is your life? You get to consciously decide. And that's that, baby. That is that. Full blue!
Make some noise for yourselves. Thank you to everyone who's been here. Gustavo Gomez says, pick carefully, friends. That's a very good point. Pick carefully, baby. Choose life. That was epic, that was joyful, that was Duma to Bloomer, a three-part Meaning Wave Odyssey. Uh, if you want to enjoy that adventure in, uh, in full form, you can go check out the playlist. The link is in the description of this broadcast. There's a playlist on Spotify. Uh, did I pause it over to other platforms? I can't remember. It's definitely on Spotify anyway. And uh, that will have the full session. Shouts out to Diverting Tales, who went through the Meaning Wave archives and uh, pulled all those songs together. That, that, that Meaning Wave archivist. Thanks to everyone who's been here. Joyful activities, epic activities. Um... This, we seem to be slowly but surely 204 streams in. We seem to be almost starting to develop some kind of rhythm, schedule, thing, maybe. Does it seem that on Mondays we do epic Meaning Wave live shows? We do seem to. That does seem to have been going on for a while. On Mondays, epic Meaning Wave live shows. I don't know why. On Wednesdays, we have a book club. We have the audio book club on Wednesdays. We're currently reading Dune. Dune and uh, playing dope tracks on Dune. I mean, that's sick. And uh, let's look forward to more things being, uh, you know, introduced. <laughs> you know, every Friday we drop new music. That's definitely a thing. Apart from the Friday that's just gone. And uh, I didn't mention anything to see if anyone didn't notice and get annoyed and most people didn't. Some people did. No one got annoyed. Everyone's very nice. But uh, that's because I was moving distributor. We're moving distributor. We're moving the entire uh, Meaning Wave and Akira the Dawn catalog uh, from one distributor to another distributor. Distributors is the people that put your music in stores, basically. You know, It used to be that you needed, uh, you know, you had to have a record deal, otherwise your music wouldn't get in stores. Uh, nowadays, you know, you can hire a distributor. It's pretty sweet. And uh, then, you know, once you, once you get your clout levels crazy or, you know, popping, then you can pick and choose your distributors and you can, you, you can get ones that have more clout themselves. Anyway, we've, we've just moved distributor. So if anyone sees anything funky in uh, Spotify or iTunes or anything with the music, do let me know. Which it can happen when you're moving uh, distributors, you know. Uh, <laughs> apparently. I haven't noticed anything myself. But it did mean because we were moving distributor that we couldn't drop anything on Friday. Because that would have confused the systems or some shit. Because they were moving shit. But this Friday, we've got Meaning Wave Masterpieces 2 dropping. 20-track album. 20-track album. 20 unique voices. Most of the songs are new. Some of the songs have existed before, but those that have existed before, they have been remixed and remastered and uh, glorified and made beautiful. You know? Needed doing, baby. Needed doing. 
Michael Dodgeall says uh, there are 38 people following the Doom It's a Bloomer playlist on Spotify. Let's bump that up. Yeah, everybody listen to this broadcast. Go check out that Doom It's a Bloomer playlist on Spotify. And all the Spotify playlists uh, get updated with regularity as new songs are added to the meaning wave universe that makes sense they go in there and as uh, new concepts and things and things get rejigged uh, actually if you're following the jbp playlist on spotify you'll notice that just got completely updated uh we'll be doing a stream to kind of publicize that fact soon but that playlist is now uh has all of the peterson jbp wave existing songs on there uh in an order that makes sense narratively, which is pretty epic. Uh, again, Shaz had to divert entails for putting that together. And uh, you can also look forward to new JBP wave very soon by Joe. Whoa! That's right, baby. You can look forward to, you can also look forward to 20 new Alan Watts songs appearing on uh, all streaming platforms in just a couple of weeks. As promised, those who backed the Watts wave campaign we had a final tier on that campaign that said, "Okay, if we hit 20k, we're gonna uh, we're gonna turn What's Wave 2, the classic mix, into a full album." And that's what's happened. And it's ended up being 20 songs. They're epic. Uh, they're beautiful. Uh, it may well be the best thing we've done yet. It's very, very epic. Finished it today, and uh, look forward to you hearing that by Joe. Also, you'll be getting your vinyl very, very soon. The vinyl has pressed. The vinyl uh, has made its way through customs. Uh, vast boxes of it have started appearing at Don Studios on a daily basis. Vans pull up, unloading giant boxes. Uh, so those will be on their way to you very, very soon. By Joe. Matt Crittenden says, Vinyl Hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube Hero Alex says, 20 songs on What's Wave 2K achieved at 20K on the Indiegogo campaign in this year, 2020. That's a good point. Lots of 20s. Lots of 20s there. There's 20 tracks on Meaning Wave Masterpieces too as well. But it's also got a 2 in the title. Huh. How about that, eh? Well, you know, we did promise epic activities and nothing but nothing but uh, i want to thank everyone who supported during this uh during this epic uh gig it was an epic gig right it was like madison square garden and you get to just like turn up just turn up baby and just step right in very epic uh thank you chris Olin. thank you uh luke brubaker uh welcome to the channel new member luke brubaker welcome to the channel in madness lies sanity i thought you were already here but anyway and uh thank you love coach and uh thank you alec morand and thank you, Lynx, Nathan, and Rick Adelsey. God bless you guys. If you want to support the wave, you know what to do, baby. Make it beautiful. Head on over to MeaningWave.com and get yourself uh, some Meaning Wave apparel. Hey, you could get something like the, uh, the shirt that I'm wearing. It says, choose meaning, choose meaning. You could choose meaning today, baby, at MeaningWave.com. Uh, you can also get shirts that say nice things like, it's a beautiful day to be alive. What, what, and grateful to the gods. Amongst other things, I had a load of Meaning Wave apparel turn up at the crib today. It's so good. It's so choice. I'm just going to be straight up wearing Meaning Wave gums forever. Baby. Uh, uh. 
Jeffy says, your MF Doom mix is the bomb. Can I freestyle to it via Twitch? Yo, ain't nobody stopping you, baby. They ain't my beats. You should definitely get your freestyle off over that MF Doom mix. That is indeed a hype mix. Shouts out to MF Doom all day. One of the notes I gave to my boy, uh, James, for uh, Sonic references, he's he's mastering and doing final mixing on the that What's album now. I sent it all over earlier. And I gave him a bunch of Sonic references uh, for like the kind of sound, I, the kind of warmth and analog sound I wanted to achieve on the overall sort of drum mix. And one of the references was MF Doom. Of course. Of course. MF Doom is the best. Anyway, yeah, if you want to support the wave, head on over to meaningwave.com. Get yourself some epic apparel. Go to bandcamp.com. Download the music. Go to Spotify. Follow all the playlists. New ones add in every week, baby. New ones add in every week. But of course, the most important thing you can do, baby, is let the people know. Meaning Wave exists. You know any doomers? You got any doomers in your life? Just uh, send him this little three three piece set. You know, send him these streams. Send him to that playlist. You know, cure a doomer today, baby. You've now got the cure, and the cure is Meaning Wave. Meaning Wave is the cure, and it exists. Let the people know, baby. Shroomain45 says, I do it every day. That's because you're epic and powerful, Shroomain45. We appreciate you. So thank you all for being here. I'm going to get out of there now. We'll be back tomorrow morning. 7 a.m. CT on TWI at TCH. The Twitch. Our Twitch is growing, baby. It's growing. We're nearly on a thousand subs down there. That's a lot in Twitch world, you know. Every morning is getting iller. It's becoming more and more like a party every morning. It's very strange. It's, it's interesting to see the morning stream transforming. Uh, warning, heads up. We've detected copyrighted audio and video in your stream. Ooh, maybe the video. Oh, maybe that loop is causing problems. Quick, quick, get rid of it before it crashes the stream. Oh, no. Video could be, video's worse than audio, you know. Oh, shoot. That made it worse. <laughs> oh. Well, it's good we discovered. It's good we discovered that before we got out of here. All right, baby. Uh, thank you for being here. Let's get in with a, a final bye five. Bye, Joe. Ooh, that's a nice background. Hey. Three, two, one. What? Sweet dreams, baby. We out up here. Meaning Wave Radio 24-7 is on the second channel. By the way, if you all want to hang out and carry on being wavy, and we've also got a Discord you can join. The links for all of these things are in the description of the broadcast. Sweet dreams. God bless and thank you. Sweet dreams.